0: good afternoon lagos and welcome to another edition of the listed lagosian the show where we unravel unveil and talk all things about lagos this wonderful incredible and idiosyncratic city of ours my name is Ireti bakari yusuf my listed lagosian today is somebody who i'm so incredibly proud to be able to even invite let alone have with me um she's a feminist she's an activist i'm trying to salivate you before i tell you her name she's possibly she's incredibly fashionable and totally sophisticated but actually she's possibly the only woman that has apart from his mother that has slapped fella in the head and like get away with you and he couldn't do anything about it ladies and gentlemen lagos please join me in welcoming miss Yemisi Ransom Kuti who's actually the and the matriarch now of the she's laughing here of the of of the Ransom Kuti family Auntie Yemisi and I have to call her Auntie Yemisi I'm a Yoruba girl we're in Lagos so I'm not doing all this you know I'm going to call her Miss Yemisi no it's Auntie Yemisi I'm claiming her I don't know about the rest of you welcome it is so good to be with you i'm just honored that you are here you accepted my invite and you're the quintessential listed lagosian for me um Mm. so much about lagos is you and so much of what you do is lagos and shapes this city and that's not just because you're ransom it's because you are you and, you know, I'd like Lagos to know about that. That's what we do here. We talk all things Lagos.
1: Yeah, I mean, she can go on talking forever. Love, You know, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for
0: having me. <laughs> so you get 20 questions, no wrong answer. It's all about your Lagos. So the first one, which area do you live in the city and what's your relationship with this city?
1: Uh, I live in Onikon, uh, Lagos Island. And uh, I would say the relationship is a love and hate one. You know, you love the buzz, the energy, mm-hmm. the multiculture, yeah. the fact that you can bump into just about anybody <laughs> from any part of the world <laughs> in Lagos. You know, and it's a friendly place, people mm-hmm. are warm. Mm-hmm. The entertainment options are limitless. It's a pity I'm too old to enjoy most of it now, but never mind when you did we're going to talk about the time when you did Uh, so that's what I love about it what I hate about it (laughs) equally it's not
0: as long actually the list is not as long I hate the traffic everybody Mm -hmm. hates the traffic you're the the only one I'm allowing to talk about traffic because we don't talk traffic on this show (laughs) It's a given. We take okay. it as just part of the a, character of us. Well, our no,
1: I, I I reject it. I reject <laughs> it. You know, we shouldn't have we should have a good transportation system. Mm-hmm. I hate the noise pollution. I yes. hate noise that I have not created myself. myself. <laughs> but no. We must do something about the noise pollution. Yeah. It actually kills off your cells mm-hmm. bit by bit and you become deaf yeah. over time. So and I know Lagos State has a law on noise pollution. Yeah. They have to enforce it. So I hate that. I hate the infrastructure deficit. I think some of them
0: listen to this, so yeah. Yeah. Direct infrastructure messaging. deficit,
1: power, roads, transport, get it right. The state must do everything it can to provide the enabling environment, so
0: support them. Excellent. I'm sure they're listening, but now <laughs> I'm going to ask you the ubiquitous <laughs> question, which everybody gets asked. Are you an Omoeko, an indigenous, or an Araiko, a resident? I hate labels. Okay. Don't call me anything.
1: I I was born in Lagos, I schooled in Lagos till 1962 Mm and I'm I'm heavily invested in its development. So Mm -hmm. I'm a Lagosian. Absolutely. Whether it's Ara, Omo, Udi, (laughs) Ori, I I have no idea.
0: I'm passionate about the city. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you grew up on Military Street. Yeah. Tell us about Military Street, like you said, in the 60s. Tell us about, you know, paint it for us. What was it like? Mm.
1: Let me take you back in time. Yes, please. It was a paradise, for particularly for children. Yeah. know compared to this overpopulated mess that we have now it was clean you know we all played around on the gutters with our paper boats that's how clean it was yes we had sanitary inspectors come in to ensure that mosquitoes did not breed in your compound. You know, there was a community spirit, you know. We had the first TV on our street. So our house was an amphitheater. And yeah, nice. <laughs> In the evening. So everyone would come around. Yeah, doors, windows were open, doors were open, and people, and all the children would come and, and watch from the, the balcony. There was that uh, sense of belonging. Everybody, like, was brothers and sisters, Ooh. you know. And um, I had a dad who was really such a loving person. When he was coming home from work, he had a bag of sweets every day. Aww. So you can imagine how popular he was of on that course, street. Of <laughs> on that wow, street. Totally. <laughs> totally. All the kids would come running around and, you know. So that's the kind of community. Community, communal yes. fellowship that we had. And then mothers rule the roost. <laughs> now, your mother, if she wanted you out of her hair, would send you to Mrs. Holloway or Mrs. Fadipe <laughs> to ask for a rodon. That was the code for yes. get her or him out, out of, of my hair. hair. <laughs> so she would send you to Mrs. Johnson. I'd say. <laughs> who, I, I, her, oh, a rodon. A rodon. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Lano, yesterday I gave it to Mrs. Rhodes. Off you trod, tread to. So by the time you came, you were totally exhausted. Tell your mother, "Eh, they didn't give me the road
0: Ah, don't worry, I found it. (laughs) So they actually did that. It was a code, yeah. It wasn't a tale. Mothers actually did that. Mothers did that. Wow. So every. How smart We were
1: all protected. Yeah. You know. Um, The Akintolas were our tenants. They Mm. lived at the back of where I I, I grew up. Uh, And Chief Odutola lived next door. Mm Uh, so you can imagine that it was a hotbed of political goings-on. Of course, yeah. So we always knew whether Akintola was, was in trouble, or they were fighting, or whatever it was. So it was that kind of environment that was keyed in to the ongoing on in the country. And then of course, what I remember were great values. Values ruled, uh, principles ruled, ethics ruled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there was no rich versus poor. Ooh. All the children playing together in the streets. It was about morals. Uh, absolutely, yeah. and I'm proud to call myself an original area girl. Oh, nice. Yes, so, <laughs> you know, I climbed the trees with the boys. You know, uh, my dad brought me a whole load of shorts. So mm-hmm. that when I climbed the trees, you know, it, I wouldn't your modesty would be comfort. I wouldn't yes. open my waiting call. You yeah. know, so. <laughs> The whole, the whole environment was really so keyed into each other. The only discrimination I got was when I wore my shorts to uh, the church, the Catholic mm. church, because Which we volunteered. The one on
0: Breadfruit Street? Uh, the,
1: one the one on. Uh, that looks like a cake.
0: <laughs> the city, this opposite city hall? Yes, that's right,
1: uh-huh. yeah. Now, we used to volunteer in my school, I went to St. Mary's, uh, to to clean the altar and all of that on really? Saturdays. So I thought, practicality, you know, wear your Logic. shorts, because walk, yeah. we walked everywhere, everywhere we were so safe. Got there and this nun sent me home because I was in shorts. I was so furious because it was an opportunity to play with my friends yeah. and do these sort of communal things. Anyway, the beauty of it was that it was self-monitoring. The nice. whole community monitored each Everything. other. Yes. You couldn't come home with bags of money, mm-hmm. a new car without being asked questions. You know, did your papa die? Yes. You know, are you, you inherit suddenly inherited? Yeah. Or which lottery on are they play? You know, so I can also, you know, where did you get this money? Yeah. questions would be asked. You know, and if you misbehaved, you know, in the other streets, it, yeah, they will beat you neat. there. And then you'll be praying that they won't report you at home. Because when you got home, you got two beatings. Mm one for disgracing the family outside and the other one for whatever else you did. So yeah. it was that kind of uh, holistic, yeah. healthy village. You know, as I say, Ubuntu, the, you know, the village. Yes, yes. Uh, the looking child to the whole village. The whole yes. village. Yes. The yes. Employment guarantee, like I said, good infrastructure, good schools, mm. security. We had good transportation. Zapas was the... The bus that ran okay, in those. Tell us about that Sa- Sa-Paz. Sa-Paz was a company okay. that owned the buses. Okay. And they were much better than anything you have out there now. They were clean, you mm-hmm. know, they yeah. you know, really you could good. Trust them. And it was a fun community because the community center was where they're now building this monstrous car park. Can you imagine? We had a community center there. Fela used to play sometimes mm. in that. Uh, and then we had a playground on Ajasa, mm-hmm. which they've now turned into a youth center. Yeah. And so the, the, the kids had lots of things that they could do. The British Council had a library mm-hmm. uh, where, near where the National Museum is now. now? Okay. Alliance Francais had their offices in Ajassa and they used to screen shows and theater, plays, and all of that. So it was a great cultural entertaining yes. and educative Hub. healthy yeah. environment yes. for
0: a yes. child to have grown Fantastic. up in. And. and then you went to school in england from the tender age of 11. when you returned what age did you return and when you returned how much had things changed were you jarred by the changes well i came home every summer
1: mm-hmm. um so i was about what 12 13 when i left mm-hmm. so i was still it took me a while to adjust over there mm-hmm. You know, and and people who send their children abroad must recognize the psychological adjustment yes, certainly. and pain yeah. that children go through. It may be, to you, the land of milk and honey, mm. but a child just needs family, yeah. needs mother, needs mm. father, needs friends, you know. Um, so it's really important for us to make sure that our systems can provide the kind of standards that we need for our children. Yeah. It, it doesn't particularly help them to send them away so mm. early. Mm. Um, but I came home every holiday, so I was still very connected. Right. You know, I never really kind of detached from the community. I finally returned when I was
0: 20. and So I, now you're an adult mm-hmm. and you're going into the workplace mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you begin to see Lagos differently from, mm-hmm. you know, away from being the child that was carefree and footloose and fancy free <laughs> to a 20-something of whom much is expected. I'm still sure. footloose I'm and fancy, fancy free. free. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get away with it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But
1: what I noticed was um, the sanitation had improved because okay. when we were young, we still had this uh, night soil men that work. Oh yes, you, you, of course. You, you, yes, you didn't yes. have the, the the integrated sanitation yes. systems that you had now. So that was a huge improvement. Um, the growth and prosperity was still very visible. Mm-hmm. And those values that I talked about integrity, yeah. dignity of the person you cannot talk to anybody anyhow because they're your driver yeah. or because they're the servant in the house. You had to treat everybody with respect. And you also had to have your own Mm self-respect so that people did not, you know, treat you anyhow. So that was what I came back to. Uh, It was still uh, an environment that was healthy, growing and nurturing.
0: Lagos, at this moment, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be back right after. Welcome back to the Listed Lagosian. My name is Ereti Bakara Yusuf and with me today, I'm still talking and in conversation with Ms. Yemisi Ransom Kuti, like I said earlier. If you missed the beginning of the show, I call her auntie. I don't know about the rest of you. Okay, She's my auntie. I've claimed her already. Right, so let's talk about what do you think makes Lagos Mm unique compared to other cities in the world and in Nigeria in general? What do you think makes this city so unique? Uh, I think it's the cosmopolitan nature of it. Mm -hmm. The mixture of
1: different rich cultures, you know, while tribalism seems to, and ethnicity seems to have gained some negativity, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's our strength. And it's something we can we can really uh, key into and develop on, uh, rather than see it as you know some kind of negative disadvantage. People uh, are friendly here. You know, they greet each other. You know, they don't need psychiatrists. You mm-hmm. know, if you, if you go and talk to people abroad in London or any of these big cities, a lot of people have mental issues because <laughs> they're true. isolated. You very know, very true. Very true. Nobody's talking to them. You know, we are more open. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's very difficult to be lonely in Lagos. You just step out. Really? From I
0: don't know I think you I think auntie I think you're looking at it from your point because there's a I think perhaps your generation rather than the new generation who and I do know of some friends who would say you know Lagos as wild and busy and involved as it is can get quite lonely but I think I think that's where your generation actually are more you know they're luckier than we are. Well, you know, even well, the generation well,
1: well I, I would say that you know there are segments that have isolated themselves mm-hmm. your VI and Ikoni <laughs> you have to get on a in a car or something to take you into a yes, crowd yes you know in, in the only country I still live in, I walk it's to my, noisy. it's still the same, <laughs> I walk to my hairdressers, you know, same, but I sit with the woman that is selling yes. bread down yeah. the road, I get yeah. my apples from the woman that sells, she has her own little store at the end of the road, yeah. you know, I'm still part but of that, that community. community, and then thing, they, yeah. they know who I am, I'm safe, you know, I don't have to worry, you know, uh, about my, my safety, mm. you know, I think... And that isolation is self-imposed Yes. Um, I and agree. I think uh, the, the rich, the elites uh, amongst us have to find a way to to break down the walls. I mean, Fela laughed when he came out of prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think when he went in, we had not started putting those gates up in our, okay. at the end of our streets. Okay. So when he came out, ah, oh, he says we're all in prison, <laughs> 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 we're all in prison. I'm locking up you. You're locking yourselves up, and that's what has to happen. In that, the the elites yeah. have to break the barriers. Yeah, very true. Or the the barriers will be broken for well them. Yeah. People will jump those gates, yeah. break them down, and come meet you. Yeah. Let's find a way to lift everybody up, up. so that we be You know, we, everybody has a sense of belonging. Yeah, you know. Uh, And the other thing about Lagos, of course, is that it's more progressive than Mm -hmm. other cities in Nigeria, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, I haven't lived in too many other places, I've lived in Ibadan. Mm -hmm. I haven't lived in the East for a period of time. My cousin was uh, married to Sir Francis IBM, Okay. so I used to go and stay in the government house mm-hmm. on holidays again. But I don't, I don't know whether they they are as open to strangers as we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the definite thing about Lagos, and that it is really more com- cosmopolitan, and that's because it's a more progressive city. Absolutely.
0: So you're an activist, as I've said earlier, a feminist, and in fact. For me, and I think for many people, um, men and women, you're a progressive within this society. Let's talk about Lagos and the women and the social life. So it's not new that Nigeria is a patriarchal society. However, back in the days, I think my mother, my aunts and stuff would certainly argue that the women of Lagos defined the city to their pleasure and comfort. Would you say that was a true statement? I agree with that. You Absolutely.
1: Um, I don't want to say I laugh at people who say society is patriarchal because they're governed by their mothers, their Mm -hmm. sisters, their Mm -hmm. mistresses, their daughters, all the women around Mm -hmm. them. But okay, because of the evolution of that area, Mm -hmm. because if you read uh, books like Ray Tannehill's Sex and History, Mm -hmm. you find that it's economic activity that actually uh, impacts and defines a city. Uh, so societies that are more commercial, like Ghana, evolve more matriarchal societies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Societies that are more agrarian, where you know you need to define territory, you need to make sure that the, your child is actually your child and stuff like that, even though, are <laughs> we <we're> going to tell. <laughs> anyway, that's that's what kind of uh, impacts on whether you are a matriarchal, patriarchal, yes. poly-polyandrous society. Yes. But definitely in Lagos, then I, I think the women rule the roost. You know, this this set the social agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they were the pace setters. Yeah, they set the standards. You know, starting with the home, yeah. they they had the responsibility for the home and good home training. If you didn't have it, hey, you're in trouble, mm-hmm. real trouble. <laughs> yes, so. You know, and we had many icons. Women like Mrs. Alakija, Auntie Ayo, Mrs. Yeah. Manu, are setting up the school. Yes. Dr. Sil- Dr. Silva, Dr. Irene Thomas, yes. who you know, set a whole you know tradition fighting the traditional practice that That's affect right. the health of women and That's children. Right. Lady Imbanefo, who set up you know, I think it's uh, YWCA or was yes. it Girl Guys, I'm not sure which. Nidia Demola, Mrs. Olumide, Mrs. Shoken, who was a, a, a very famous goldsmith, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Akintola Williams, Mrs. Akirili. All these people
0: on, and the were the
1: these setters, you know, and they were very independent because um, my father, my parents used to host uh, their British friends from parliament yeah. uh, in our house. And these women came on their own. Yeah. Uh, they weren't chaperoned by anybody. And had you know incredible contributions to make to conversations and ideas so um powerful women traders uh, you know they they ruled the rules absolutely and they were very self-sufficient they in fact controlled the men yeah you know as far as i could see Mm -hmm. you know if men were going to stray, they had to keep their affairs far (laughs) away from the home (laughs) <laughs> Otherwise, they were yes, in trouble. Yes, they're not. You know, they're not. And the women, they chose who they had children for. Hmm. Some of them, you know, decided uh, yes. that okay, I don't want to be married to any particular. I'll have children for this one, a
0: child for that one, and that's it. This I, one will look after. I think there was um, that thing that they said a like, back in those days. Yes, it was like. Yeah, whatever. Yes. You know, I don't or, want my child with or, you. I want my
1: okay, child with okay, okay. They had <laughs> <then>. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were very independent, yes, you know. Very much so. Um yeah. and they were respected. It yes. wasn't
0: like, you know, people looked down on them. They were very powerful women. So you you mentioned book earlier. So you're a lover of books. Um, So I want you to tell us very quickly a book that captures your Lagos view.
1: I never actually have read a book on Lagos alone. I mean, I I read bits, news, I I go online, (coughs) you know, I have various sort of literary magazines, Mm -hmm. but a whole book, I actually don't know of a book. So maybe you can So I'm about to I think this is very
0: rare for me, but I'm about to give you your gift for today is written mm. by Kay Whiteman, who I suspect you probably know. Mm. Um, it's called Lagos, the city of Imagination is published by Cassava Republic. Um, our listeners, you can go out and get it again. It's called Lego City of Imagination. Well, thank but, you so much. Please give her, her a round of applause. <laughs> thank her for me, Joe. <laughs> thank you're you very welcome. much. But um, we're running out of time, so I need to hurry up. So, as the thing is, the conversations on here is so rich and just don't have enough time. So, as the Oloriebi of the Ransom Kuti family how has Lagos shaped you especially your advocacy against injustice inequality and government oppression of the masses because I know that's something you feel incredibly passionate about absolutely but again the background you were talking about
1: books
0: mm-hmm. earlier
1: on you know I read history yeah I want to know that's one of the things that's so useful for uh, being part of the kind of family I come from where you are encouraged to inquire yeah you know to to find the answers yes yes. you know you can't just take things because somebody says it some book said it god said it somewhere so so researching about africa knowing that africa is the cradle of mankind Mm. understanding the history of religion and how it evolved the various religions of the world the cultures of the world you know how gender sex and all of that evolved how science played a role in yeah. it. Now, that gives you a background to know what justice means, yeah, what should yeah. be, what the real uh, state of man should mm-hmm. be, of humankind. So, and because we were also steeped in this tradition, JJ Ransom Kuti had, has been advocating activists since way back when. Yeah. But Lagos gave uh, the opportunity because it was a capital. And the federal government was in Lagos at the time. Yeah. It was able to give us the opportunity to engage directly with government Excellent. and challenge government. Yeah. Maybe that's why they ran off to Abuja. <sighs> yeah. You know,
0: because the pressure. Yes, all, the tru- the pressure all the troublemakers were here. Were here. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to congratulate you on the recently launched. I think it's called the Ransom Kuta Museum, is that correct? Um in Kuta. You must be very proud. Now, how do you have, or rather, do you have an iconic building? In Lagos, that's either still existing or from the past, that you can tell us about and where is it? Um, I have several actually.
1: Oh, I, I, nice! The Darocha Waterhouse, okay, the National Museum, Freedom Park, Tafa Balewa Square, Lagos High Court. These, these were, you know, real icons in terms of architecture, mm-hmm. uh, architecture, architecture. design, yes. and all of that. And I think huge opportunities for tourism. Lagos State should really, really do something about Absolutely. making Lagos Island one of those capitals for tourism.
0: And we hope this show will encourage <laughs> encourage that certainly. Now a couple of years ago Lagos celebrated fifty years, um a fiftieth birthday. And we had different artworks dawned around um around town and stuff. Is there any that you liked in particular or none? Well, um, Going back to the issue
1: of the platform for Lagos for Advocacy, you Mm -hmm. know, it gave us opportunities to set up national platforms like the Nigerian Network of NGOs, Committee for the Defense of Human Rights. Uh You know, I'm currently advocating for more engagement with government at local levels. Mm -hmm. Bringing me to that issue of celebrating the 50 years, uh, you know, I didn't see much of the bringing out all of those things that... Mm. lagos stood for for justice for mm. all of that i saw a lot of pictures of people on the street so maybe i missed something sorry wow <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i didn't see there much there of the art
0: captured there wasn't cinema, really any. which is fair enough i think that's <laughs> art it's subjective you know so so when you're relaxing are you a cinema or theater person uh, i think i can guess but i'd like that use it cinema cinema yeah yeah like uh, cinema. if if you what get a chance yeah if you are get you me a chance
1: recently? No, the Ready last edition? time I went was was, was in England. Wow. Uh, because when I go, my children, you know, uh, one of them was a partner uh, who was British. And she always insisted that we yeah. go to a show or oh, a theater nice. or yeah. film or whatever. So that was it. But because here, at, at this point in time, you can see everything on your TV yes. or your iPad or yes. whatever. Yes. The incentive to actually go put some magba down and <laughs> hang make up and go see whatever it
0: is on the screen somewhere. I think possibly then I think that's where theatre still kind of overrides cinema for quite a few people because mm. you know you can't you can't sit in your house and yes. connect through theatre. Absolutely. In that
1: way. I still get invited to Absolutely. things, uh, yes. theatre shows and moves on. Yeah. So but it's usually because somebody who's is, is, is Taking me, gagging and screaming, but you know. <laughs> but I enjoy it when I get there. I- absolutely. I'm sure you
0: do. So you have friends coming in from out of town. They're spending the weekend, they arrive in six PM on Friday evening and leaving six PM on Sunday. What would you do with them starting from Friday? Friday
1: evening, you know.
0: Well, local
1: eateries are always great. Yes. Yeah, bah, those yeah. kinds of yeah. places. You and know, I always make yes. yeah, I always make sure my friends who come, you know, have uh, and my children. Uh, one of my stepson is British. You know, they always look forward to that sort of thing. <laughs> Art galleries, nice. Nickel
0: Gallery, Yeah. Freedom Park, yeah.
1: Jack market is so
0: underserved. It is totally underrated. I agree. In I agree. The Lagos, they must
1: do something to make sure that the arts and crafts there are mm. incredible from mm. all over Nigeria. And so affordable absolutely, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So they must do something about that. And then the beach. Mm. must go to the beach. must go to the beach. And of course, we shouldn't miss the African shine now. Oh, of course on. not. We mustn't.
0: Actually, Jigirat. that's <laughs> going to bring me up very quickly. Lagos, I'm going to ask her. There's a small story, but it's a naughty story that I want. To to tell us, even though it's. I didn't listen in the question. So, fellow once banned you from coming to his shows for six months. Can you please tell Lagos what you did and why he banned you from coming?
1: Well, you know, Africa uh, African shrine is a sinister I mean, even Macron could not course, come to Lagos it, without yeah. visiting. Yeah, you know. So, to your story, <laughs> which I was trying to so sort kind of, you know, hang Slide back and from. then the show will end. I will have to tell you. But here you go. (laughs) You know, he was dancing on stage. And I had taken some of my friends, taken some of my British friends there. And so we saw him on stage doing his usual uh, over your girl kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Very sensual with his dancers. Gyrating. on top of them, you know, kind of almost, 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 almost. almost Stop thinking that way. It was almost, not quite. Anyway, so I got up on stage and I got behind him. I was doing the same thing to him, you know. And he, he thought it was real fun at the time <laughs> until after the show. And then he remembered him. Hey, Say, so what were you doing? Do you, <laughs> I don't want to see you on that stage. Not, I don't want to see. You. <laughs> So for six months, I kept quiet. Of course, I got back on after six
0: months. Of course, but he was clearly the brother. I wasn't having none of that oh, from his sister.
1: yes.
0: But he loved me. Now, in a short sentence, starting with your name, Yemesis yeah, Lagos is? <sighs> Yemesis yeah, Lagos is an exciting city
1: and with the right leaders at all levels could become the greatest capital
0: in the world. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Thank you. We've only got two questions left. Fuji Juju High Life for Jazz. Did you? I'm a, I'm a,
1: Jeju. Jeju. I'm a <laughs> Nigerian woman. I am, you
0: know, correct. <laughs> you on go, 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 go. <laughs> so here's your last question. <laughs> last question. You've spoken so beautifully about this city. You love it. There's so much about it that you've painted in vivid colors. If Lagos were a male, would you marry him?
1: We will have to have prenuptials. <laughs> we will sign contracts. We bye, bye. You cannot do. This one, no, I will not do. Uh-huh. Once you agree to my constitution, why
0: not? <laughs> oh, I love it so much, Auntie. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, Lagos Ms. Yemisi Ransom Kuti. Thank you for being today's listed Lagosian. Thank you so much. There you have it, Lagos. Thank you. Until next time, follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at listed Legotion. If you've heard anything on the show, also. If you've missed the show, you can listen again 8.30 p.m. on Sunday evenings. We had to do a repeat because of popular demand. So thank you. And next week, join me again where I will be with another special Listed Legosian talking all things Lagos and then laughing about it. Bye. (music)